Welcome to the Player Development Pod, presented by Beyond the Field. Hello, hello, hello. I'm Ed Jones II. I'm the founder of the Beyond the Field program and an experienced player development professional. This podcast is here to bring exposure to the player development field with the goal of creating generational impact in athletics and other surrounding areas. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you taking time out of your day to spend time with me on this platform. Today, we begin season two of the player development pod. In season two, we will highlight those who do the work in player development. Before we start, here are some action items for you, the listener. If you have gained any value, any value from this podcast, please go to my LinkedIn and give me a recommendation. Go visit the website, btfprogram.com and check out the free resources, the blogs, and also get your copy of the Beyond the Field ebook. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and leave a review of the podcast on the platform you're listening to. Share this podcast if you believe it will benefit someone to learn more about player development. In today's episode, we begin season two with a pioneer in the player development and engagement space, Mr. Lamont Winston. We will begin season two after this ad. This podcast brought to you by Beyond the Field Program, LLC. Beyond the Field is now providing consulting services. The services include staff consulting, program evaluation, and program creation. Please head to btfprogram.com and click on our consulting tab to find out more. We help you help athletes create generational impact. The former player shout out is back. Y'all know I had to bring it back. I wouldn't be where I am without my players. I want to give recognition to those I've coached or led who are doing great things beyond the field. This episode, I want to give a shout out to Mike Johnson. Mike played for us at Hightower High School during my time there. He was one of the best and most decorated defensive players in Hightower history. Mike was a two-time All-State selection, two-time district defensive MVP, and won multiple individual team awards. Mike did all this after overcoming a season-ending injury his sophomore year. Mike's determination, effort, and sheer tenacity helped him achieve his goals. He took this determination, effort, and grit into the classroom where he was an exemplary student. Mike went on to play at Baylor where he was a two-year letterman and an all-Big 12 academic selection. He finished his career at Texas Southern University where he graduated from this past May. Mike is currently giving back to the Mo City community. Shout out to those who are listening from Mo City, my hometown, as a teacher and D-line coach at Willow Ridge High School. I'm proud of you, Mike. You have overcome the challenges that life has presented and achieved greatness. Today, we begin season two of the Player Development Pod. In this episode, I sit down with one of the pioneers in the player development space at the NFL level. I am so excited for you to learn from the wisdom Lamont Winston has garnered over 25 years of developing athletes. Here is our conversation. Hello, everybody. Welcome to season two of the Player Development Pod. Uh, Once again, in season two, we want to highlight those who are doing the work. I am so excited to start this season off with Mr. Lamont Winston, who has created the foundation for a lot of the work that I've done, the the work that's being done in the NFL and and other sports. So I'm excited to start this season off with Mr. Lamont Winston. Mr. Winston, great to have you here. If you don't mind, you know, telling us about yourself. I'm geeked up. You know, I'm excited. Uh, Every time I've talked to you, I'm learning from you. I was so excited that you reached out to me 
and others, directors of player development and engagement, and you just pour so much into us. I mean, I got notes on notes on like, man, I didn't even think about that. So uh, if you can introduce yourself and, and, you know, tell the guests here, a lot of these people are interested in player development. We got player development professionals who listen, college students, coaches who are thinking about creating positions, athletic directors who are thinking about supporting coaches. So if you can, you know, introduce yourself, we would love to have it and happy to have you here. Well, Ed, thank you very much for uh, allowing me to, to be a guest on your show. Um, um, you are, uh, have always been, since our time of knowing each other, uh, a great young professional uh, who's really committed to the work. And for me, um, anytime you get a chance to, to talk player development, uh, player engagement, student athlete development, they have a lot of names now, Mm -hmm. uh, but the work is still the same. Anytime you get a chance to talk about that with, with like-minded people, man, it, it's a great opportunity. Um, you know, I, you know, like I said, when we did our podcast with the Player Development Roundtable, we had some other player development directors at other various schools and just got a chance. I just wanted to create an opportunity for people just to talk because mm -hmm. as I mentioned back then, this is the, this is the one area when you're in this space that you can't really talk to other people about the people that you work with, Correct. you know, on one hand, you can when you're doing professional development, um, some of that kind of stuff, but the real nitty gritty stuff that I'm sure we'll get into during this, 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 this podcast is, um, you know, you walk around with a lot of secrets. Yes. Yes. <laughs> on a daily basis. So, so again, anytime you get an opportunity to come on and, 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 and be uh, in, in this type of environment and be able to share and, and, and maybe just give a little bit, of, of my experience to help those who are who are doing this thing is always an honor. Awesome, awesome. So you know, I know a little bit about your background. I know you you coach for a while um, at the collegiate level. I believe also a professional level. If you can kind of talk to us about how you got in that role and kind of how this role created, because you're one of the pioneers. You know, yourself and your brother, um, y'all are the pioneers of this, and you know. You know, I, I'm excited. Like, I'm, I'm a big history person. I like biographies and stuff. So I, I'm excited to hear, you know, I know our calls, you've given us, you know, wisdom, but I, I'm excited to hear how it all started and, you know, where you saw this could go. Okay, well, it's interesting. Uh, I will, I will start. I will answer that question with this and then I'll give you some context. Um, uh, this found me. I wasn't looking for this. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, as you mentioned, uh, I had came to uh, out of a coaching background of football, and I was a coach for 12 years uh, at all levels, high school, uh, JUCO, mm -hmm. uh, Division II, 1AA, Division I. So, so I was on a football coach's path, and then I used to – I always liked um, uh, the evaluation process, mm -hmm. uh, watching tape, evaluating players. So um, I got an opportunity to join the Kansas City Chiefs in 1993 uh, as an um, administrative assistant at 31 years old, which was kind of a risk, man. It was a big <laughs> risk going from an assistant football coach to an administrative assistant at that age. Okay? My wife, um, who uh, we, we, we were, we've been dating, so we, <laughs> we, she, she's a lawyer and she's doing really, was doing really well. And mm -hmm. uh, she believed and we just, she packed up and moved to, Kansas City. So we started in Kansas City and player personnel, which 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 really was great because I'd always worked with players. And when you're an assistant coach, you're always oh yeah, you're you're never not working with them on something because they're young people 
and they have challenges every single day. So um, uh, I had been uh, doing the admin thing and player personnel for about two years. On my second year, um, uh, I got a, a, a message from one of our executives that said, hey, Lamont, once you look at this VHS tape, so you listeners, do you guys know the VHS, VHS tape is? Yes, yes. Big block thing, right? <laughs> so, so he asked me, he said, hey, you know, I want you to look at this, something the league is trying to do. And, you know, he said, hey, but if it, if it's, if it takes more than 12% of your time, it's not worth doing. So I said, sure. So I looked at the video and it was a 12 minute video. It was called Play. This started, the original name for this space was Player Programs. Okay, so that it was player program. So I watched the video and I'm like, wow, this is like tremendous. So I kind of showed my boss and he had been from the 49ers. So he, and Bill Walsh, so <clears throat> Bill Walsh was really a, a progressive person. So he kind of understood what it could be. And uh, I was asked to go down to Dallas to this symposium, to symposium. And they really had player program as a brochure that the league wrote. That was a, it was a four-sided brochure, uh, four pillars mm -hmm. uh, that you know they were talking about. And the crazy part is anybody in the organization, whoever the, the, the department head was, could task it to anybody. Right. My first meeting, it was, there were there were grounds crew people. Oh wow. There, 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 I mean it was really, man, there were there was development people, there was all and they were supposed to help the player, right? None of these people ever are in the players ecosystem right and so i went down to this uh this symposium heard a lot of great stuff boss came down for the last day kind of surprised me and he kind of heard it and he was like he was so taken he was like you know what i don't know much about it this is what we do know that we're going to support you you're going to run it you're going to, you're going to run it and we're mm -hmm. going to support you so we come back to kansas city and it started and, and the league had started player programs in 91, 92. And by Dr. Lynn Burnham, uh, who's a former player um, and a psychologist um, with the Eagles. And, but it was a brochure. And uh, so I came back and really had no direct, like it, there was no like direction. So, so how do you do this? The good thing I was in house. So, um, you know, it was going to the locker room, going to a veteran locker room, Mm -hmm. uh, and dude's looking at you like you got nine heads, like, who's this guy in here? Right. What does he want? Um, you got head, our head coach at the time, Marty Schottenheimer, great, great man, who became a real advocate for player uh, programs and development as we went, as this thing um, evolved. But coaches, you know, you're talking about the infamous time, right? Oh, yeah. Why are you talking to my players and, and we don't have time for this? They're not here to get a job. They're not, I mean, you, I heard all of it. And right. so it began. And so um, I think I, I started with toughest part of it was the players. Mm -hmm. So the veterans, man, you know, they, I would put stuff on lockers. I can come down five minutes later and be in the trash. Wow. Right. Some dudes would just like drop it right in front of your face. Just, just how athletes can be. Right. right? But because I had a coaching background, I got it. I'm like, okay, so this is how we're gonna play the game. So what I decided to do was put all of my attention towards the rookies, every single one of them. Mm -hmm. And I did stuff that they didn't even ask me to do. I was just showering them with attention. Mm -hmm. I knew it got, the, got some of the veterans, the locker room leader guys, and it got competitive. 
then why ain't you doing this for us? And it was just like, you know, oh yeah, just do it out there, right? So anyway, man, that's kind of where it started. Um, and you know, uh, putting notes, my little notes at the time, you know, what people weren't texting and all that stuff. So I had the little, you know, the notepad that I would write notes, fold them in half, put a little piece of tape on it. Right. Boom! I knew that if I put the tape on it, and if I came down when the players were in meetings. If the tape was broke, he read the note. Right. Right. And and so it allowed me to communicate without having to communicate. I like that. Right. By the end of the day, I, if it's still there and unlooked at, I'm like, hey, you know, so and so. I walked by him, hey, left your note. You need to take a look at that. Right. Knowing that he's seen it and sometimes may not, right? Right. Lockers are sloppy. So anyway, um, it started working, man. And, you know, Back then, like, like nobody was helping the players with anything. So whatever you had going on, you came to work with, Man. right? And yeah. so it, it was guys, and it, this was this was initially you know cell phones and the guys you know they had you know two cell phones, and if you were really a big player, you had like two three cell phones. But you know it was like um, that you could just walk around and see all the stuff that's undone that's in the way of them coming to work doing their job right and so when i as seeing that i started communicating that to my boss i started communicating that they caught the coaches here because now you're interfering with okay why, why are you know now, now they're not performing well coach because they got these things are happening you, know, you can't tell them what it is and i was had to be i had to be strong on that Mm -hmm. you no know, confidentiality is 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 uh, is, uh, is invaluable. It's, it's, it's the it's the bedstone, the bedrock of this thing. Um, but you know, you they they started to see me, man. They started to see me be consistent every day. I show up, I come down the locker room every day. They knew three or four times. They knew clockwork. Lamont's gonna come through here, and then it started saying Lamont, all that. Oh, hey, Lamont, oh, hey, right. you know, that, I had a literally a literally a notepad. And I would just say, okay, hey, okay, you got this. And whatever they asked me to do, by the time they got in from practice, it was done. Right. Right? Because integrity is big. Right. And you got to do what you say you're going to do. And so it, it just evolved. Yeah, mm -hmm. And then, you know, one, you know, I, you know, you've been in this space, man, and at a high level, once these young men start seeing you there and you're not backing down from whatever issues they, they have, they begin to trust, man, mm -hmm. and they begin to, you know, they'll they'll ask you certain things. You know, they are just talking to be talking. They're just trying to, oh yeah, feel you out. Oh yeah, right? oh yeah, <laughs> right. And so, um, but but I, but again, having a coaching background helped me tremendously with that, and it also helped me with really, you know, how to talk to coaches, right? Right. Um, so that's kind of where it started, man. And then you know, in ninety was player programs and then 90, about 95, 96, man. I, I was like, this is not about programs because coaches still didn't want to hear about programs. Right. They didn't care about you going back to school. This program sounds like time. It, it time. It, it, and it's a distraction. Like, I, right. you know, your second career development, internships, like, I ain't, I'm not paying you to do an internship. I'm, you know, so it was that kind of thing. But right. it, it, so, so I was like, okay. And I was communicating this back and forth with the leagues. Like, you know what? And there are player programs, player programs. I'm like, well, I see it as more player development. Mm -hmm. And so I um, started 
called it player development for the Kansas City Chiefs. And my boss and them were good with it, right? And then the league was kind of, you know, but I guess, and again, you in the league, you know, you, you back in those days, you know, it's a lot more uniform now, but you kind of did kind of what you need to do for your club. And it's kind of like that to a certain degree because none of these teams operate the same, right? right? Um, but it became more player development, which it, at the end of the day, the league ended up adopting the whole league. Now they went from player programs to player, player development. And because I had reasons, good reason why. Right. You know, th this should be about development of a player, a person, not a program. Program is just a byproduct of the development. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's just kind of a part of it. Right? So, so we did that and, um, you know, this thing began to take off and began to grow the league. You know, we all got on the same page. The league got it, man. Like we, we were, we were going at it. Um, um, we had the rookie symposium back in those days and that was tremendous to a certain degree. It was awesome. But what's what was happening there is you took drafted players, the undrafted players didn't go. Then mm. the undrafted players, You'd have about four or five of them dudes make your team. Right. They don't have no information. Right. Right. They're behind the eight ball. So uh, the league uh, uh, eventually did away with that. Uh, Troy came in and, and, and you know decided that hey, we're going to you know decentralize this thing and, and and put it on the clubs. And so that that model has worked out great because it was included now includes everybody. Right. And for our listeners that may not be familiar with it, correct me if I'm wrong when you show up, you're going to have more undrafted rookies than you do drafted rookies, correct? A hundred percent. Because you're not going to have, let's just say you have a full bevy of eight draft picks, right? Those, te those guys, those teams right now have probably anywhere from 26 to 28 rookies. Wow. So you're going to have your draft picks. It's triple. And all the rest of them are college free agents. Right. Right. And, and some of those guys, you know, will make your, your ball club. And so, 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 we started out as player programs, mm -hmm. then we morphed into player development, and then uh, Troy rebranded it and looked at the whole experience. Troy Vincent, who's the uh, executive vice president for football operations at the NFL, uh, did a fantastic job of looking at it as uh, player engagement. Let's let's engage our players first. Let's let's start with that, and so there was a rebrand. And, and, and a real concerted effort, man, to, to really bolster uh, all the programming that's available and support. But not only for the players, but I pushed early on, me and a few others pushed early on um, uh, through the player development days. And, and even mine in the early days, you have to include the wives and significant others in the process, if right? You, mm -hmm. If you could talk about that, I think that's the thing that I've learned the most kind of in doing research in, you know, at the college level, you're, you're developing, you know, the young man because the family goes away. They drop them off and they go away. If you could talk about the, like, at the NFL, not, the family's there. If you can talk about the development, and I know if you can go back thinking about some of the things you took on your notepad, you're probably talking about, you know, where to live, daycares, work for what. Like, if you can kind of talk about the extended development of the family of the NFL player, I, I would love to hear more about that. Well, you know, again, the 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 NFL, it's almost like college. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, they 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 get they get dropped off, they get on a plane. Some guys, you know, are in a car, right? Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, it's 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 cheaper. The player will make more money if he drives from Dallas to Kansas City, 
than getting on airplanes. So a player be like, hey man, I can make a couple extra hundred dollars. I'm getting my car and I'm driving. Let me get that mileage real quick. Yeah, yeah. But the so so they end up and they end up coming to your place. And again, when you go to college, same thing. Some of those young men have kids, their fathers already. Some of them have uh uh you know uh, health challenged uh parents and or a single parent and or a grand grandmother or there's and but but you're unplugged from your environment really fast. Right. And then you're thrust into an environment of you know, college, it's school, it's these people, it's the right. expectations of football. It's all these different things. Everybody wants it now, right? And you're oh, still yeah. 18 trying to figure out, you know, how to just do the right things right in the morning, let alone. Right. And so and so with, for the NFL player, it's kind of the same exact thing. There's, you, you, you get the call, you go, and you have to leave like right now. So whatever's happening at home, it's home. You're going to go, they're going to put you up in temporary housing for a minute. If they like you, okay, then, you know, you'll kind of, no players get to get apartments. And like right now, the only ones getting apartments are the drafted uh, rookies. Right. And probably the only first through four rounds. Right. Fifth rounders, like, oh, no, I'm like, hey, man, I'm not no, getting, I'm yeah. not doing that. Right? <laughs> I'm not touching yeah. it. Yeah, because I may mess around and get cut. You got a lease, right? Right. Then you got to go to some other city mm -hmm. and you got to get a lease in one city. So a lot of guys, man, are posting up in extended state places, corporate housing, um, doing that kind of thing. But, you know, again, you, you're, you're, they're in a place of unknown. They're at their first real job. Like you get there in the morning and you're, hitting the lifting you the training room i mean they 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 got you moving and you eating you're in meetings and it is literally a fire hose down your throat in terms of how they, they push the information and it's kind of done like that for a reason because everything is fast um and so by the time you come up for air you know uh you're hitting your foot looking at your phone i mean i've watched guys walk down the hall rookies like this two phones because one is the core core family phone, right? The other one is the fringe phone, right? And everybody got problems, right? Right? Everybody got money problems, and you're the the, the answer. So, so it it right now, uh, uh, you know, it, it it from a player development standpoint, our role was to slow it down. Like, mm -hmm. hey guys, we're this is what we do. We were part of uh, most clubs are. I was always part of the the. Uh, uh, the draft process because I was a scout for a number of years. Mm -hmm. So, um, um, you know, I understood kind of, I was like, hey, guys, I'm the one that slows it down. We're going to talk about uh, housing. We're going to talk about family. We're going to talk about all these things that in, we know that are weighing on you. We're going to help you figure it out, right? And so, mm -hmm. we, and so we had time, you know, got carved out time for that. So, um, yeah, man, it, it, it it's... Again, much like college, man, like it, it's it's so it could, because there's so many demands on you, mm -hmm. right? And and in the NFL, you know, you can have a job one day, and literally by the time you come in after lunch, it might be somebody's gone. They then grabbed you, Damn. and you know what? In 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 your your lock, you go to equipment room. I mean, a trainer uh, locker room. They already put up and taking your name off. Man. It's right. Out. 
I mean, I've seen, I've had a ton of tears. I've had a ton of heartbreak. I've had a ton of, you know, um, you know, guys, you know, uh, you know, the girlfriend issues because the girlfriends really don't understand this thing. And they get, they, they start reading information about, you know, what happens and your man is gone in the NFL. It's all these things happen and it's being poured upon a player mm -hmm. at the NFL level. Right. And then on top of that, you're walking in that room, man, with people that have been doing that job for 10 years. Nice. Like, like, you know, and on their third contract, right? right? And they're not, and they're, this, this, you may be, you're, how you do what you do and how you assimilate is going to affect how they make their bread. It's, right? it's funny you say that. I had an opportunity at the University of Houston. Vince Wilfork's son was playing for us. And I just, nobody ever went up and talked to him because he, I mean, you've seen him before. He's a big, big man. Yeah, big man. Big man. And so <clears throat> I went up to him and I said, hey, you know, I, I have a question. I said, you've played nose tackle and you had one major injury in your entire career. What did you do? He kind of laughed. And he told me a story. He said his rookie year, here he is in, in Miami. And, um, you know, he goes to New England. So he's from Miami. So he's used to, you know, nightlife, Miami and all yeah. that. And he says he comes into a meeting with the vets. And something happened. I don't know what it was, but he said a vet got up and said, hey, Rook, you got one more time. Because what you're doing is playing with my money. <laughs> and I said, what'd you do? He said, I changed everything. He said, I changed everything I did. He said, I started going to sleep early. I started like he, and so I just heard you uh, say that. So it just reminded me of that story that, you know, Vince Wilfork told me about. Yeah, I mean, but that, that's the truth. And so if you, if you take Vince, that story, and then you look at you know those vets in the locker room, and if, if you were in a place like uh, like New England, uh, all these locker rooms are built the same. Some are veteran run, some are they're all shaped and they're all set up differently. <clears throat> but you got coaches who do this like every. If you thought college coaches did, these dudes do it every day. Mm -hmm. There is no twenty hour rule, mm -hmm. right? That there and and with technology. They got you going home with iPads, like you, like you got video. I mean, you, you're, you're, to, you're expected to learn and learn fast. Right. Uh, one of the things that maybe listeners didn't know this, but a lot of times when the NFL, they pour in uh, plays, defensive things like that, right? And they'll tell you we may not use that until week ten. So your recall has to be impeccable. Because you're going to practice something a few times. The next time you see it, you might see it the week of that particular game. And then they may or may not use it, but you got to be ready for it if they use that play. Right. So your recall has to be phenomenal. Right. And so I would tie that into guys. If you out, if you're drinking and you're drugging and you burn the candle at both ends, right. it's going to catch you now. Yeah. Right. You know, it's, it's so, and that mental part that your brain can only do so, so much, right? And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's a real, it's, it's a real intense process. And that's why this role of player development is so critical mm -hmm. because these youngsters are walking in, these young men, uh, they've gotten a taste of it. You were at a power five school, you know, you, it's, it was, it was constant. You're coming in as a, as a freshman, a five-star. That's automatically supposed to equate to by the time you leave as a junior, you're going to be a first-round draft pick. Right. Right. So what you understand, these guys understand, like, this is a multi-billion-dollar industry. <laughs> like, like, not, 
like millions, like billions, mm -hmm. and they can afford you. They can afford you on the roster, and they can afford you when they cut you off the roster. Right. Right. And they can afford to bring somebody else in. So, you know, we I've always just been one um, of of teaching them the business side of football because mm -hmm. they kind of you don't really get it in college because everybody's like loving you up and boosting yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is 32 families on 32 companies. Mm -hmm. Period. In the world. <laughs> and they have a draft every single year. They have free agency every single year. Right? <clears throat> they are, they have injury. They have some guys who are extreme talent are not in this league, will not be in the NFL for 2022. Mm -hmm. Not because they can't play. Is that they won't play. They, 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 they don't want to understand the business of football. Right. No one, and, and that, now, last time I checked, listeners, you guys can call in. Make sure you talk to them because <laughs> I, I don't know one player that's played forever. Right. Right. I, I, I don't know one player that um, uh, held a team hostage. Right. I mean, it, it, it just doesn't. And I think some players have gotten in their own way. Then uh, uh, you get those players who just, as we would say back in the day, my mom would say, I just don't believe fat meat is greasy, right? <laughs> they just gonna they're gonna they're gonna try it. They're gonna they're gonna be take where they're from, give them a little money, and a little bit of you know attention. They're going to be take where they're from and bring it to the National Football League. Mm -hmm. One of the things that I've always you know told our rookies, man, like you know they like first thing in my meeting was hey expect change, like expect change. Right. So for all of you guys who don't sit here and say, man, I ain't never changing. I ain't told my friends I'm not going to change and I'm not going to no, you, you, you have changed. You right. always, you will change. Right. Okay. Or they will change your address. <laughs> I, it, it just, it, it, yeah. it, that's the reality of it. Right. And so you have to expect change. And the only way to expect change, man, is to understand what is causing the change. And so, I, like I said, I, I, I'm big on, um, and I think for all you, you know, aspiring player development directors, um, you know, is think about that, you know, the business of football, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, and, and when you're talking about the business at any other business, that's why they have human resource departments. That's why they have vice president of people and culture. Right. Because the people are important. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, uh, yeah, it, but it's, it's an exciting field um, and there's plenty of challenges. Um, it's been my life's work. Mm -hmm. uh, wouldn't wouldn't trade a day of it. Um, I wanted to play in the National Football League like everybody else. But I wasn't dreaming with my eyes open. Because if I was, I, went, I took my family to class, I'd have been a better student, right? <laughs> so, so, but 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 I think what the good Lord did for me, though, is said, Lamont, okay, I'm not giving you what you want as a player. Mm -hmm. I'm really not giving you what you want as a coach, but I'm going to give you a 25-year career in the National Football League. 
is longer than what anybody's ever played. Are you are you kidding me? Right. Right. And and to be a part, be a meaningful part of something uh, that be a part of something that's so meaningful that it's uh, really truly transformed the lives of players and their families in this game. Uh, and it's helped them, I think, really uh, uh, appreciate where they are right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but more, and not so much as a player, but it's as a person, man. Like, like you know, I mean, to talk about mental health the way that these young men are talking about that this day and age. Right. They weren't doing that. No. Right. Um, and, and I've been this thing long enough where, you know, um, uh, at the forefront of it. I mean, this this was needed. I mean, can you can you imagine if 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 young men ten years ago or eight years ago had really embraced mental health? Right. How many more of the young men would still be playing? Right. And thriving. How many more families would be together? Right. Because they understood the process, right? Because if you get a young man in this in this mental health space, so comes his family. Mm-hmm. And there becomes the healing, right? Mm-hmm. So <clears throat> yeah, it's been phenomenal. It's interesting you, you say those young men, uh, you know, 10 years ago, because those young men have been the, the coaches that I work with on the opposite end, you know, a lot of them. And, and they're, they're saying it now, like, man, I wish I would have. Now I understand what I was going through and how this helped. So when I, you know, this, you know, my last, you know, really honestly last three years, because it's kind of picked up in player development, I've been able to walk into coaches' offices and say, hey, this is what's going on. Of course, like you said, confidentiality, I can't say everything, but he has an issue that we may not understand, you know? And sometimes, you know, I've learned in this role that, you know, the mental health could also be performance health. Like, sure. Hey, you know, they, now the lights are on, you got to play. And this person is just the anxiety or performance, whatever it may be. Um, so it's, it's interesting you say that because those players that you had, and, and I haven't worked with all NFL players, but I have had the uh, sure. opportunity to work with guys who played in the NFL they're coaches now and now they're starting to, as the players it's kind of cool to see it in college as the players are starting to n- not necessarily deal with it but open up and and explore and develop themselves mentally you're starting to see coaches do it like man I I just it's been ball 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 for you know you know how it is 20 30 something years and that's all you think is this and you're not allowed a time to step back and like you said the healing and you got to start to see coaches that played in the league, leaving the office. Like, hey, we're done. I'm going home. I'm going to spend time with my kids. Or right. I'm going to get out. I'm going to read. Or, you know, we go on a roll. They, they'll leave, go for walks, and just take care of themselves. So it's interesting to see um, that impact in football. Well, again, and you're right. You know, those, those, those guys that are now coaches, you know, when your players only, players only see one level of pressure, mm-hmm. and that's game day. Right, they really don't pay attention to it during the week. Mm-hmm. The, the only other time they feel pressure is like if they want somebody gets hurt. Yes. No, no, they take out the rotation. Now, now, now they're like, oh, now they're looking right. They they feel it, right? Right. Trying, but other than that, they don't feel it, and so they don't they don't see what these coaches feel. They don't understand that every game you don't win, there's going to be a certain time. You know, you know when uh, when Halloween comes, they got the you know Halloween commercials. Oh, and Thanksgiving, they got the the name. Mm-hmm. They right go right to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right, right about that time in the media, they're talking about you getting ready to get fired. You on the hot seat. You going to be that 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 that. Right. People got to go home. Coach got to go home. And and now everybody's asking them, right? You getting fired? 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 Right. And so. They don't see it, but now that they are in, they're coaches now, 
Right. Now they see it. They understand. Like, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. And if you don't get X recruit, right? Mm-hmm. And X recruit goes to Texas or, you know, to, to you know, if, if, you're, if you're Alabama and then they go to some, you know, Auburn and it, it just, it, 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 it's this constant pressure and everything is designed to take you away from, like you said, your family. So some people, some of these coaches may have figured out that, you know what? Me working two more hours, three more hours, if you're going to play Alabama, ain't going to help me beat Alabama. No. Like that, 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 that that's not, you, you know what I mean? So, so, mm-hmm. so it's about, it's about uh, working smart. Not necessarily like these long, because you know, because then you drag everybody else into it. Right. Coach, you know, there's situations where you know people don't have good home lives, mm-hmm. so they ain't trying to go home. Right. Oh, I. You I, know what I'm saying? I've seen it where the coach is yeah, like, "Man, you know, hey, can we yeah. work on the game two weeks from now, coach? We, we yeah. Why? I don't want to go home. Right. And, you know, I, I've had. I mean, I've, I've I've been able to watch that and, and talk to our players about it, and and like you said, the coaches and and and. I've offered it to go, hey man, you know, on the side, hey man, like, you know, like, I know you got this going on if you need this. These guys would have like, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, 12, 13 year old, 14 year old, 15 year old kids, and they're going through stuff because dad ain't home or dad's immersed in football as a coach. And, and it's just, and they're, and they're developmental things that are going on at home, let alone relational things going on with their significant other, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and, and it all adds pressure. Right. And so and so the, the mental health space piece goes to your point of performance. You you can't perform. Right. right? Uh, uh, I've watched uh, the best time for youngsters, some youngsters, man, and coaches is when you travel. Mm-hmm. Get away get to the hotel, get a meal and go to bed mm-hmm. and just kind of for a minute. Like, you right. know what I mean? But um so, so this game, this, this thing that we're doing in this space, and that's just not just for football. I want our listeners to really understand. This is not about, this is, this is about any student athlete or any athlete in any sport. Mm-hmm. Because when you have to uh, work and grind and sacrifice and to put all the work in that these athletes do, something's got to give. And, 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 and the only way they give in the right way is if you have a balanced approach to what you're doing. And so we, in this particular space, we are that source to help you balance things out mm-hmm. because we have to have those crucial conversations, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, people have asked me, Lamont, what did you, what, 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 what did you, I mean, what have you gotten out of, you know, 30 plus years of, of being uh, in sports with, with, with athletes, you know? And, and, and to me, my, my three core values uh, is uh, effective communication, mm-hmm. Trust. When I say effective communication now, I'm not talking about just communicating. We, we do that. Right. Effective communication. Mm-hmm. And that means that that's painful yes. at times. Yes. Right? That can be very painful at times. But I think effective communication, uh, trust, and, and if you if can effectively communicate with the people you're working with, especially the tough stuff, that trust begins to kind of like take form. Right. And the third thing is, is meaningful relationships. My relationships, we got those. Right. Those meaningful ones, again, that word painful is about a meaningful relationship. So, so those three things. And I think, you know, for me, I've tried, I, you know, I'm not, you know, the five beta Kappa guy. Right. I try to keep it real simple uh, so that 
it's digestible for, and people can see it, the people you're working with can see it, right? Mm -hmm. um, making that commitment to live my life a certain way. Right. I wasn't always this this guy, right? I Man, I was another, I was a, I was trying to I was trying to mess it up too, right? So <laughs> like we all do, right? Right, no we, doubt. We all go through trying to mess it up. God just pulls us out of it, right? Absolutely. Uh, not just out the way of, of trouble, but uh I, I think those three things, man. I mean, you you know, and I think once once the athletes, man, they know that you that you can you you're trying to do those three things, man, and, and you're working on it, it gives. So whether you're a golfer, a, a volleyball player, uh softball player, basketball player, it, men, women, it really doesn't matter. Right. I tell athletes all the time, you know, to me, you know, there is gender, and then when you get to doing your sport, it's time to get down, you know, and you'll go, you'll compete with anybody, anybody. anywhere at any time. And so those. And then you're a true athlete and, and, and there are things that come with that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and, and so uh, th this is a, uh, a, a, a wonderful space mm -hmm. uh, to be in. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been great for me and my family. I'll move, I'll move to this section uh, or this question. <clears throat> so a lot of people, you know, we're listening to like, once again, these are player development professionals, maybe even ADs, head coaches. I'm going to put my money on it that you did this by yourself for a long time. So what does support or what would support look like for you in that role? Um, and what advice could you give to those who may be looking to support their directors of player development, student athlete development, whatever it may be? So when you say... You, 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 I want you to clarify. So you want me, what, what, what does support? Yes. When I started this, there was no number two, as we call them. Right. It's you. Right. And, you know, like I said, you go through that locker room, you got your note, you, you dealing with everything. Everything. For everybody. And the minute other people see that you will to do that, then they come into you. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so, but out over time, I was able to, uh, again, you got to go in front of your boss, you got to go in front of the, the, the head coach, you got to go in front of however your makeup is, the GM. Hey, you know what? Everybody in the building, I've said this, and it, and it helped me. So this is something that, you know, for you folks who only, who are one-man bands, if you will, <laughs> one-man oh, yeah. bands, if you will, um, uh, understand this, like, look, there's however number in the NFL, there's you know 65, 68 guys with practice squad. Would you, you only have only have one strength and conditioning coach? Hmm. There's 68 guys, but you only have one trainer. Mm -hmm. Right? So why would you not have a multiple people of staff to take care of 68 players with 68 different things going on? Right. Okay, they're very, that's a very easy conversation to have, right? Um, but I will say this, it's understanding your space first. Right. You really need to understand your space. Um, um, you know, uh, you really can't effectively go, again, that word effectively communicate what you need for your players if you really haven't clarified your why. Mm -hmm. Why are you in this space, 
right? And, and you know, uh, people, I've, I've heard, you know, people like, oh, my man, I would love to get in player development, man. It looks, it seems so good. You've heard it too. <laughs> it, 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 it's so cool. Uh, it, no, it, it's, it's, it's not as cool as you think. It is not. <laughs> right? It's not as fun as you think when right. you got a player that's got a major issue Absolutely. and he will not, look, he will not help, allow you to help him help himself. Right. You see a train going down the track, getting ready to have a train wreck, mm -hmm. and he won't let you stop him. Right. Ain't fun. No. And then when he crashes, guess what? Everybody comes to you and say, "I know you've heard you, it. Yeah. Hey, what's wrong with him? How'd you let him? Why happen? did he do that? Yeah. <laughs> Why? What, what could you have done? Yeah. I mean, you know. So, <laughs> so I would say, you know, player development professionals, even you directors, because you know, you want to be directors want to become senior directors, and they want to become executive directors, and they want to become VPs. And really understand your why and, and constantly ask yourself, um, is this why, is this your, is this your a career path for you? Mm -hmm. If you think you're going to get rich, not going to happen. Right. Right. How about this one? Uh, and they talk about that still at the NFL level, like value, like your value. Mm -hmm. Right. Why are they paying this person over here? And you're the one working with the player and they're paying you peanuts over here. Well, why don't they see my value? This is pro sports, folks. <laughs> Just the way it is. Like, don't, there is no, especially in the league, there's no logic to it, no rhyme or reason. So, it, you know, you have to be in this to be in this for all of those reasons. And then, then you can take that and articulate that to the powers that be to get you what you need from a support standpoint um, for your players. You yes, know sir. what I mean? Yes, sir. <clears throat> We'll move to the advice section. Thank you so much for just the game. I'm gonna go back and listen to this. I got so many notes to take. Um, you know, overall, you you you've kind of touched on this. Um, if you could touch on a little more, just overall advice for those in this role. And then and you kind of talked about it, your why, your value, and then advice for those looking to get into this role. You know, you know, again, you you, you, you What's your motives? Mm -hmm. but, but, but at the end of the day, you know, we, we, what are your, examine your, not just what are they, examine your motives. Because, you know, is it to be in the NFL? I, I've asked people, they ask people, I'm like, how, how did you get in? Well, you know what? Go do player development in high school. Mm -hmm. They have athletes there too, right? Go to junior college, they got athletes there too. Mm -hmm. But why does everybody add want to jump and right out and want to go right to the NFL? Right. They got division three schools. Right. Right. So just go do the work and and and, and it's thankless. I would say, um, you know, you can't don't look for credit, don't look for praise. Mm -hmm. Right. The other thing is, you know, and I've learned this, um, you don't look for thank yous. A player, if if you're dialing with your guy, with your people. Male or female, they will. Women, the ladies are more more open, you know, about communicating kind of that that kind of feeling. But at the end of the day, is they'll show you thank you. And men just have a hard time saying it. Right. So so you have to see it, right? It has it hasn't changed. They want to they want to show you that hey I, I I did this for you. See, I, I like what you say. I always see it as one of the players. So if it's an older player, they got a freshman that walks in and the older guy, oh, Ed Jones, he got you. Hey, he going to take care yeah, of you, exactly. man. That's, that's my guy. And that, I take that's it. Thank you. Yeah, that's my thank that's you. That's the thank you. 
that's the thank you, right? It, it's, it's, you know, um, expect, I would say, expect uh, getting in this role, expect the challenges. Because mm. when you deal with people, it's messy. I can say to Ed, a player, one thing, and I had a situation, I'll tell you what happened once. I had a player at the Chiefs, um, and... <laughs> And you know he 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 was him him and a, a player on the other side of the ball would just get in get you know they were just they were having issues mm-hmm. you know this young guy one guy was young the other guy was a vet and you know player kept coming to me coming to me coming to me and he just just really I said look man like all you gotta do is you know um, respectfully you know kind of talk to this vet you know that kind of thing but then when you get on the grass you know. Cause y'all know besides the ball, that that's when you do your thing, right? Right. So this player decides one day that him and this they do a scrimmage or something or some drill or whatever nine oh seven or something. They lock up, and this dude plays over. This guy goes to the vet and hits him from the back, mm-hmm. like sucker punch. Now it's on. Oh yeah. Now it's on. So then they come to my office and I'm all held on broke loose. Right. This player told the coach that I told him to go after this dude like that. Yeah. Right? Excuse me? <laughs> right? right? I mean, you, 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 I, you're trying to diffuse situation. You're trying to give him some, and, and that's what happened. So I, like I said, you know, you, you, you have to anticipate uh, challenges and adversities uh, and adversaries. These are adversarial people that, mm-hmm. that, that, you know, just they're people that don't want to see other people be happy. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, and so, you know, to consider this role, patience. You want to be in this, you know, can you be consistent every day amongst your own personal stuff? All right. Can you put that aside for a minute? And then Ed's issues become number one, right? Can you do that over? And the other part of it is endurance because it takes, as you well know, it takes time. Yes. All right. So if you're going to come in and you have all the training and you have all the things, and I have so has, has, I've had so many directors or people have come in the league and colleges, and they've got, they got all the books and they've done all this stuff and they're ready to come in and do their thing. And it's like, well, why aren't anybody, why they want to talk to me? Right. You know, yeah. right. Well, nobody cares about your degrees. Nobody no, cares no. about any of that stuff. Uh, it takes time. And so I, I would say that, and, 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 and this is, you know, um, this has been kind of with me the last you know few years, man, is, is my transition. I've transitioned out of this in the league is, you know, <clears throat> be ready to say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Because people come and go in this business. Mm-hmm. And when that happens, what is it that you want them to remember about you? Right? And for me, it was the one trust. You can't operate. And that's one thing my brother and I, who for you listeners was uh, uh, the senior vice president for player affairs for the Atlanta Falcons for 15 years. Um, uh, he's been in the league for 25 years, 25 plus years himself. 
but you know it's 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 this trust piece and the other thing was our last name and so when you see players and i'm sure you've seen guys that are out the game and all of a sudden they see you're like hey so's like telling their wife for their and that's that's my coach ed man he was oh, yeah. this that and that is why you do it right right because it's not about your career and i was and i would share that say, say, say that again for for listeners that you get in this role it's not about your career mm -hmm. it's not about you you get in this job it's about the people you serve mm -hmm. and if something great happens to you in terms of promotion all good but if you come in this thing trying to promote you and trying to promote your stair step thing, right. you're gonna find out really quick. You're gonna open up an elevator door and step in without looking down and realize there ain't no floor in the thing. Uh -huh. And you're gonna go all the way back down to the bottom hard. Right. Right. And so, you know, uh, it, it's funny because these same players that we love, sometimes they can be the same ones that can. Help get you out the door. <laughs> there's, there's, there's no It really is. You know what I mean? It, it just really, because you're dealing with people and people are complicated and people under stress and anxiety and unhappiness and lack of hope are just challenging, forever challenging people. But you have to endure. We in this space, have to endure that and I think that's you know um uh that's allowed me to go home at night it's allowed me to have a, a healthy family life I mean you know it's keep things in perspective um uh, we have two Claire and I have two children our son Cameron uh is a leadership coach at the IMG Academy in Bradenton Florida he, he he's impacting young lives he grew up around it you know, our daughter is just graduating uh, from uh, college and University of San Diego. She's in California in, in that same kind of a space. So, um, um, but this has allowed me to be a better father, a better husband, a better friend. And, you know, the fact that uh, Ed Jones has asked me to be on this wonderful show, I'm doing something as a, as a, that, that as a mentor, maybe, uh, that, you know, he, he would have me on and share me with your listeners. So, um, I'm an open book. I always have been, um, as you know, mom always says, it's no fun, uh, if, if you can't share it. So Absolutely. me, me, me having all this, whatever knowledge people think I have or nuggets, right. Um, it ain't going to do me nothing at the end of the day. <laughs> so much yeah. blood, I'm somebody. I, so I appreciate you. Like you said, as a mentor, you've been phenomenal. I, I remember you reached <laughs> out and the email, I was like, Oh my goodness. I, I, I'm looking at, you know, because I know we're connected on LinkedIn, but you know how it is. You get busy, yeah. you don't get a chance to see everybody. And I was just, I've been thanking you for that because you've been monumental for me in this space. Is my, my listeners know kind of where I'm at right now uh, at the time of this recording um, and just seeing it from the, the goodbye, the, the not permanent, but the goodbye that I've had. And, sure. and it's been great to just be, you know, to, to talk to you and continue to get built during this time. I'll move on for sake of time because I don't want to take your time. I, I know you got uh, things going on. Um, so the question, you you dropped so many practical nuggets in this thing. I, I don't even know where to go from there. Two questions I have for you before we go to the to the, the bonus round, which you do not know the questions of, and I'm excited to hear your answers to it. Uh, the first one would be, what's the best advice you ever received in life? 
And then the second one would be, you know, you taking so much care of people in this role. And, and, and I can imagine, I know what it's been like for me, so I can only imagine what it's been like for you. How have you taken care and developed yourself? Okay. So what's the best advice uh, I received in my life? So uh, listeners, I am 63 years old and um, that's a, oh, when you, that, that's a big loaded question, right? Like, like what's the, but to me it's simple. At this stage, trust God and do good. Like that. Trust like God, that. do good. So if it, if 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 it if it's hard times, if it's a hard day, it's a hard situation. If 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 you're dealing with people that you you really don't want to be nice to, right? <laughs> that don't deserve it. Um, you trust God, you do good, because <clears throat> I'm I'm modeling that for our players, the people that I touch. You have to expect things happen on a day-to-day basis, man. So, so you expect things going on. But, but if you ask me right now, there's a. I'm not trying to slight anybody that's been in my life, but I think right now, I've been poured into by so many folks, man. So many athletes have helped. They don't even know how much they've helped me. Right. But to sum it up, trust God, do good. I love it. And then. And then taking care of yourself. How have you done that over the years? How do you do that now? Uh, because yeah. I, I like I know you pour so much in. You know you're, you're, um, you know you, you're in the role. You're mentoring people, and we'll kind of talk about the Winston Group um, at, towards the end of the show and what you're doing to help others. How do you take care of yourself? You know, it's it's quite uh i say it's quite simple it's it's, it's simple in 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 to say uh but but in theory when you look at it it's simple when you go on an airplane right what's the first thing they tell you that you right? take care of yourself before you take they care tell of you put the mask on yourself, yourself. First. Mm-hmm. then you put it on somebody else to save them so so i have to always i've taken that principle and i have to i have to put the oxygen on me mm-hmm. i know all day, <clears throat> wake up in the morning, okay? All day, oxygen on me, oxygen on me, mm-hmm. right? Before, because I know as soon as I get in my car, the phone's going to ring, and I'm, I now I got to take that oxygen, and I got to put it on somebody else, right? And so um, I've uh, really watching and helping players and, and, and people and watching people not receive help i mean you it's, it's so many examples of why i take care of me first right mm-hmm. um i enjoy when i go home even though i'm always on the clock and you with players in this business you are always on the clock yes however uh my wife uh and i we she she knows like you know what um I, on weekends you know when i was like heavy into it and we're at home i get in the yard or um I didn't want to drive my car. As long as I didn't have to drive my car, I was good. Um, in my later, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Except going to like Home Depot, or whatever. Right. But other than that, man, like I've gotten into, I've kept myself in good shape. Um, uh, in 2016, um, I had knee replacement. Uh, and so I got into cycling. Mm-hmm. So I'm a cyclist, road cyclist. Nice. Uh, my wife is into it. So we go out and we'll probably go tomorrow and do a 25 mile maybe ride. Wow. Uh, we get after it a little bit. So, you know, it's, it's, um, 
and, and I read. I take time for in the before my feet hit the floor in the morning. I just ask God. I pray that something happened good to me and through me. Before I turn you, before you turn right. you, oh yeah. Before my feet touch the floor, I'm saying that. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give him my time in the morning, regardless. And then when I do that, everything else comes. I I got I'll get the strength from from whatever I from from him, whatever I need to do. So so that's how I keep me going and keep me healthy, right? So I, and then that, that's, it's a great quality of life for me. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <clears throat> and I, I got to get the nugget. I got to get one more practical nugget before we, you know, it's not many times you can go to the well and get water. So we definitely want to get one more nugget, practical nugget you could have for, for people in this role in their daily responsibilities. You know, <clears throat> for those who know me, I've come up, you gotta laugh. <laughs> I'm 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 kind of halfway silly, you know. I you know I, I cartoon. I mean, I'm just a I, I'm a happy person, man. I I, I you have to laugh mm -hmm. because when you're dealing with when people are coming to you with the things that you have to deal with, and you think about in your career thus far, they're not funny. No. Right, and you see people suffering. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you have to be very careful that, you know, that doesn't send you down this thought process and it becomes, and then it, it looks on your face. No, I'm happy. Dudes look to me like, my man, like, I just told you this. Why are you this way? And that's not that I'm, I'm taking it lighthearted. Right. But you know what? We can do this. Right. We can do We can do it with a, with, with a mad face, sad face. We can do right. it with, you know, with a smile on our face, knowing that we're going to have victory. Right. And I just choose victory. And, and you know, that's, that's that gift, that, that choice that we have uh, um, uh, that, you know, I just, I laugh, man. I, I, I think that's a, and people don't do that. I think in this day and age, and we saw it during the coming out of the pandemic, uh, now we're kind of transitioning. I mean, people, people aren't, people aren't laughing. Right. Absolutely. I have one. So now we're going to move into the rapid fire round. So uh, these are questions that I'll ask you, uh, just questions I like to hear. And some of them are, you know, kind of educational and some of them are, are fun. I'm excited to hear. So we'll start off. Number one, what are, what are you reading right now? What book are you reading right now? Um, I kind of read parts of the Bible where I'm at now. And when I say read, I don't sit down and read for hours. I read in the morning. I, I'm, um, um, I don't have a, like a, some people have that read that book. I, you know, right. I've, I've kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I might, I might listen to a podcast. Um, was, I was loving listening to uh, Steve Harvey. If you guys haven't listened to Steve Harvey, the motivational speaker, whole different level of okay. a dude. Um, you might want to uh, look at uh, Les Brown, okay. phenomenal person, mm -hmm. right? Um, uh, it's easier for me to just listen to them, whether it's 35 minutes in my on my bike, and my and I don't ride on my road bike, but on my cruiser bike, mm -hmm. I, I'll listen to something, but um, at the gym or whatever. So I do it that way, mm -hmm. you know, um, me and just reading hard back books, I might go to sleep at the first you know, <laughs> couple chapters so I hear but, uh, no I you know that kind of stuff you 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 know you know you know hearing Denzel mm -hmm. uh, 
uh, uh, hearing Joe Osteen, mm -hmm. um, that those are my reads. Gotcha. Yes, sir. So what daily discipline, you talked about cycling. Are there any other daily disciplines that you're working on you may have started here in the past year or so? Uh, <clears throat> you know, we live in Florida, uh, down here in, in Ponte Vedra Beach, which is just east of Jacksonville. And so we're kind of by the water. So, you know, I, I, I make, when I go walk, uh, there's days I got my walking days for those, those days and my five mile days, I walk for, to the beach. Mm -hmm. I, my halfway point, turnaround point is the beach. Mm -hmm. And I go, I make sure that whether it's in the morning or the middle of the day, man, like I go look at the Atlantic Ocean. Mm -hmm. And it's just something about seeing something that's been there since the beginning of time. Wow. And I get you, and I'm sitting here, right? So, so <clears throat> that, that's been a part of my, my day. I think um, becoming better, uh, incorporating podcasts. You know, mm -hmm. we have a podcast that I do uh, with Kendall Gammon, who's a 15-year NFL vet called Beyond the Game. It's on the Kansas City Sports Network, if any of you your listeners want to take a peek. We've had some fantastic guests oh, in this player development space. It's all based, much like your show, it's based and rooted in player development. So um, uh, I, I would encourage you to, to go there, but it's, it's, it's being more involved in that. And uh, so that's kind of been my new thing, if you will. Gotcha, gotcha. All right, so in the city you live, someone gives you $25 for lunch, where are you going? Man, do I even get a taste? Well, the best sandwich is the sandwich spot down here called Sun Deli. All right, they got a sandwich called a heart attack that is just crazy. Now, I but then I'm also uh, uh, I love cheeseburgers. Like you know, uh, Valley Smoke place has a cheeseburger that costs actually nineteen dollars. Oh, wow. So, but it's but it's, it's a combination of of these of this tri tip these different kind of it's phenomenal. Phenomenal. So between that and maybe a beard, I'm my each of my twenty five dollars. Okay, so since you're a burger person, I'm gonna veer off a little bit. In Kansas City, where my wife is from, and where you spent a lot of time in your career, what's the best burger place you used to go to? Ooh, ooh, burger place. Probably mine, but I'm just disgusted <laughs> me. Um, I will let's do this. Let's do barbecue, right? So, <clears throat> so everybody you know, like like Gates, I mean, all that. Oh, yeah. Arthur, no, no, no. LC's barbecue. Oh wow. LC's barbecue. Uh, I forgot what Eastwood Traffic Way or something like that. But it's by the stadium. Mm -hmm. uh, LC's barbecue is like for real. Okay, I'm gonna have to try it out next time yeah. I go. LC. Yeah. I, I kind of went chain when I was there. I like Jack Stacks and Q39. I went chain, but I have to go. Like I, I've been, I got, I still buy Jack, Jack Stack seasoning. Mm -hmm. Jack Stack is cool. Q39. I got hip to that one with the Raiders that we would go back and play. Got that's new. That's actually sitting on um, that. What Q39 is right there out there in Overland Park mm -hmm. is where Hayward's barbecue was. Mr. Hayward, uh, Hayward Spears, you believe history. Hayward Spears mm -hmm. uh, owns or owned that whole block wow. years ago. He used to work for uh, General Motors mm -hmm. and at night 
and he would bring in barbecue, right? People was like, man, you ought to be opening up a restaurant. Like, yeah, but he, so anyway, they convinced him to do it. He opened up a restaurant out there in Overland Park. Mm -hmm. There was nothing but pasture. Right. And so <clears throat> he had uh, barbecue. His daughter, Greta, uh, married, Kevin is married to Kevin Moore. And Kevin is the commissioner of the Big 12 Conference. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> So where, 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 where Q39 is, uh -huh. were, and then all these businesses, the gas station. Oh, yeah, all that right there. All oh, that, yeah. they was written from him. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a good yeah. come up right yeah. there. That's a but, great But guy. I will tell you this. You know, Kansas City's got a lot of different barbecues. But every time we've taken a, we used to go get LC when we would bring free agents in or rookies. Okay. So I got to put that and on. And we had Gates. We did Gates because uh -huh. we had new Gates. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to do Gates. Oh, yeah. But at least at LC, they don't holler at Gates. They, you know, that, so they holler at. I told people, I told people about that. My first time ever going into visiting my wife, never been to Kansas City. I'm in, I'm from Houston, so I'm you know I'm trying to hear barbecue. Barbecue is good in Houston, so you hear about KC all the mm -hmm. time. So I walk into Gates, and I literally walk in. I've never I'm looking at the menu. Uh, what do you want? I was like, oh, and I'm like, ma'am, I just, I do you want potato salad? I'm like, ma'am, I just, I just, I just got in here. <laughs> You're looking up there, and yeah, the tagline is. Hi, may I help you? And they scream it at you. Right. And you're sitting here like, then you yeah. feel panicked out. There's a line of people. Right. Like, you know. <laughs> it was the weirdest thing because I'm like, like, you said, I'm, she's telling, how do, how do you help me, sir? How can I, how can I help you? And I'm like, the person behind me looking at me, I'm like, I've never been in here. So you almost want to walk outside, take a deep breath and then come back. <laughs> so, yeah. So, all right. So same place. So where you live, where would you go for, with $125 for dinner? I've forgotten some of these. There was a uh, man. My kids would be teasing me now. There, there, there is. A, there was a, a Japanese uh, restaurant uh, that uh, they, they did, did Taipan, you know, on the on the mm -hmm. grill uh, out there. We would go there. Uh, Tony Richardson and I used to go there with his family when he came in town. Mm -hmm. He played for us for a long time. Uh, great player, great person. Um, we would go there. One hundred twenty-five dollars out south. I would go there mm -hmm. and get down. Okay, okay. Uh, if you could join a band or music group, past or present, which one would it be? Oh well, <clears throat> if it was a past band, dude. If I'm in, in my genre, <laughs> it'd be Parliament Funkadelic, yeah. no doubt. <laughs> No, I'd be knee deep, right? I don't know. I, I'd probably have one dreadlock whatever right. coming off my head. Uh, but then I'm also a jazz enthusiast, a smooth. So I would want to be part of Jeff Lorber Fusion Band. So listen, if you don't know who Jeff Lorber is, get with Jeff Lorber and okay. the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Lorber. Okay, I'm, I'm definitely gonna listen to that. Yeah. All right. So we'll go to movies. If you could co-star in a movie with any star. If you who excuse me, who would you co-star in a movie with? Action and comedy. Oh man. Oh, I'm so bad with names. Um, um hmm. what's the young lady? Uh I'm so bad with names. Um, I forget. Uh uh. Oh, Denzel's Denzel would be. A, 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 a cool dude. I think Lawrence Fishburne is cool. 
um, would be would be a good person to be in, in a movie with. Um, I kind of like Leanne Neeson, Neeson mm-hmm. um, um, Holly Berry, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, I forget the young lady's name, uh, but she played in one of the you know uh, Iron Man movies. Um, she, oh uh, yeah, Tony Stark's girlfriend. I forget her name. But, I always I forget her name yeah. too. Yeah, but I, I like I like I like the dude that plays you know Tony Stark. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. I would love to be in a Marvel. I'm a Marvel geek, mm-hmm. um, and I'm you know I'm I'm not comic. I'm talking like a real like you know Thor, Silver Surfer. Like I that, that's that's Lamont's thing. I got you. I got you. Sport you wish you played growing up. You know, if I it's interesting, man. I I I had an opportunity to play. All of it, I, I think stepping out of where I came from in Oakland, uh, I just wish I'd have just you know got involved in golf. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I, I live here, and, and golf is part of what I'm I'm learning to do. That's my part of my new thing, taking uh-huh. golf lessons and all that good stuff. So, but I wish I would have, and I'm on a board of a, a the Moore Myers Children's Fund here in Jacksonville, Florida. A golf-based uh, 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 group for for kids of uh, uh, challenged kids financially, and so I'm watching them practice. I'm watching them get lessons. I'm pro- we're opening up lives in Dorsey kids. I wish I had played golf. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the last question on this show. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, you know how how can we support you? You know, you tell us a little bit of how we can follow you, and, and if you could talk a little bit about the Winston Group and what, the work that you all are doing. Well, what, what we've, you know, we, the Winston group was brought on, you know, uh, in, in this business, there are going to be divorces. Mm-hmm. So you got divorced from the Chiefs, you get divorced from the Raiders, right? You got divorced from Baylor. Oh, yeah. This is part of it, right? <laughs> yeah. And so, oh, yeah. <laughs> and so but, but, I, but I've always been committed to this space. And so the Winston group uh, is a sports consulting business. And what we do is we, we try to, we go work with one-on-one with athletes. We work one-on-one with, with teams whether it be college or high school professional, we work with uh, colleges in, in helping them, you know, for all you player development directors, I mean, they help, I'll be able to come in and help you shape your program. Mm-hmm. Um, they help you have those, those, those conversations that you need to have, mm-hmm. get the support that you need, you know, we'll help you shape your programs. And so um, uh, I, that's that teacher teacher model. I think that's the most effective. Um, exactly. uh, we do, we, we like to do, go do presentations, but I'm not a big, um, I'm not, I like to do multi-touches with folks. Mm-hmm. So if I go to the university of wherever I can go in and visit with you one time, I prefer to come back and let your athletes know I'll be back. Right. Uh, there's something about, you know, when you coming back, it makes you feel at home. And so, um, uh, you know, that, that we're still growing it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, it, it's, uh, the need is there opportunity spread the word, you know, you can go to, uh, the Winston group.biz uh is our website um you can find us on linkedin you can find us on twitter mm-hmm. um you know all those good things that you're supposed to have um, <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, my my executive assistant hope uh manages all of all of that mm-hmm. uh but uh we're out there and again um uh for, for all you folks that are in college if you if you want someone to come in and just really a group come in just really busy with your with your group of of, of athletes 
Um, I think that uh, you'd find us quite interesting because of just the experience and, and, and results that we get and the trust that we have amongst uh, coaches and people within this industry. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much for being on the pod and kicking off season two. You all, this is a pioneer in the player <laughs> development, player engagement game. And thank you so much um, for just what you poured into me and everyone listening. Y'all have well, a great for having us. Uh, listeners, please be gentle with the emojis. Ah, you know, but uh, yeah, if I if I can help you, if I can be of help, um, if there's a need to call, um, you can you can reach me. Uh, uh, so, and I'm always available. I'll always pick up or or answer your email. We can start that way. But um, uh, my email address is LamontWinston at gmail Awesome. Montwinston at gmail.com and go to the winstongroup.biz. And again, Ed, um, uh, I'm looking, I, I expect great, greater things for you that's coming up here. I appreciate um, it. You are a true talent uh, in this business. Uh, and again, I'm sure your listeners were very proud of you, like I was, to be at the coaches association meetings, uh, coaches convention, presenting this space in front of a group of 100 plus coaches and so I know you represent as well so best to you and your family and thank you for your willingness to hang out with me on a Friday absolutely absolutely y'all heard it y'all have a good one learn go out and create generational impact don't wait create generational impact today thank y'all well that's all for today I look forward to the next podcast and our next guest thank you for tuning in and spending your valuable time with me God bless you have a great day go out and create generational impact don't wait create that generational impact today.